Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. That's right. The gang is back together. And you know what's different this time? We're both drinking. What are you drinking? I, dude, I've want, I want you to drink more often. I only know. So Alex is the only person that has gotten me to drink a lot in one night. And he kind of just like uh, lazy Susie. What is it? Lazy Susan'd a bunch of drinks towards me. And the only one that really stuck was um, peach vodka with an orange juice mixer. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm drinking tonight and probably for the rest of my life. Okay. So listen, I got, I got a couple of theories about this. We, I'm, I'm not about judging people for their drink. Okay. Um, it's kind of like people who put a bunch of stuff in their coffee. You know, a lot of times they'll get flack, be like, wow, that's such a girl drink. And a lot of people think there's alcoholic girl drinks. So technically, the Fuzzy Navel is a girl drink. Okay. Um, so if you ordered that, that is what your favorite thing is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you just said that, but <laughs> I don't pay attention. Um, <laughs> it's... It is a little thing. It's it's almost the same as ordering like an apple teeny or whatever or a strawberry daiquiri in a bar. It takes confidence to order it, but it's just easier if you don't because um, people – I won't judge you, but other people will. So if that is what you want to make yeah. at home, more power to you. I do think you need to come back over and I'm going to make you a bunch of drinks that you should feel confident about ordering in a bar. Like I'm a big fan of Amaretto Sours at my house. Most of the time when I'm out, it's known as like a sweeter drink. So I never order them. I only order like martinis, whiskey sours, old fashions, stuff like that. Listen, if we're still gendering our drinks in 2021, then like what? what's the point? No, it's what not are like, we even it's, doing? It's not that it's sweet, it's feminine. It's kind of that. But also it's it's kind of like the young person. I don't like the taste of alcohol. I'm, Which I don't. It's just Let's like, be very clear. It's just like a. It's it's not necessarily feminine, but it's definitely like weak. You know what I mean? Okay. It's yeah. like yeah. If you taking alcohol out of it, it's like we're going out to dinner, right? They're like, "Sir, would you like any water?" I'll be like, "Yeah, can I have mine with lemon?" And they're like, "Okay, Craig, what what would you like to have at this bar? Uh, at this restaurant, they know who you are because you go there so often. Craig, what would you like? Yeah. You'd be like, "I'd like some chocolate milk." That's like that's kind of what it is. Okay, fair it enough, doesn't fair mean enough. you're a girl. It doesn't mean like. Oh, is this guy legal? What is he doing? <laughs> so we need to get you stuff that are like sort of like a James Bond. Oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. You know, I need I need some sort of like surface level confidence that if anybody asks me one question about I cripple and break. But at least I have that surface level. Yeah, confidence. it's one of those things that people like you order it and they're like, oh, this guy, he knows a little bit. And then hopefully they won't ask you further questions. Yeah, if they ask, like, I'm going to be like, ah, yes, give me this very specific fancy drink for a fancy man. And then they're going to be and like, so- well, what whiskey would you like with that, sir? And you're going to be like, uh, uh, <laughs> your favorite? <laughs> yeah. How about you um, pick? Yeah. And like, oh, how about you order a drink for me? I'm like, uh, is apple juice okay? <laughs> yeah. So it's we gotta we gotta build up a couple options. 
some for like at home. I kind of want to make whatever I want. We're at a bar. I want to order something that kind of impresses the bartender. And then we'll have one that just goes good with dinner. Yeah. So that's like your usually like when your wines I'm, and stuff like that. Because when I'm out for dinner, I want to impress the bartender. Well, you also can impress <laughs> your date. Because if they order, you're right, you're right. like they're like, what would you like to have, ma'am? She goes, um, what's your, do you have like a Merlot? And he goes, yes, I'll bring out uh, a Merlot, Merlot. And they're going to take it out for testing, right? And she gets to have a, a sip of it, right? And then she decides if she wants it or not. You need to have the same level of prestige with your drink. So it'll be like, uh, sir, what do you like? And be like, um, maybe a bourbon. Do you have a rye? What ryes do you have? And they're like, oh, this guy's asking for a specific whiskey. And then they can be like, well, we have makers. We also have a Knob Creek. And be like, um, you know, what? I'll take the Knob Creek. And that's it. It's just there needs to be like levels of conversation. The level of admiration that you were describing someone who feels this confident about a drink is how I felt when my dad would when we would go to a restaurant and my dad would ask, what do you have on draft? And I'm like, ooh, on draft. What does that mean? And then it's just like, oh, it's just what they keep. Yeah, dude, it's all in the keywords. It's all in the keywords. That's how I pretended like I knew what I was talking about during like labor. Like when Macy was having (laughs) a baby, I was like contractions um which we cannot express dilation. enough in the timeline of us recording this was yesterday no two days ago <laughs> two, two days ago the, the baby is but now... it was, but it but it also happened yesterday it was not exclusively yesterday but no it was two days ago it was, she was born 18th the monday of the 18th and it's the 20th that was two days oh, ago. oh i forgot how time works yeah, that was two days ago. I, th- I thought than, today was still Friday. Let me see. Is it 48 hours yet? No, it's 48 hours at 2 o'clock in the morning. So we're less than 48 hours, but it's definitely not yesterday. Anyways, keywords, man. Cervix. Dilation. Um, There's other words. What is There's a medicine that makes you have contractions. Starts with a P. Anyways, at the time, I knew it. So people were like, <laughs> oh, this dad cares. This guy knows exactly what he's talking about. And I was like, there. I was supportive. I was Googling stuff left and right, bro. They're like, <laughs> oh, she's having back labor. I'm like, back labor? What is back labor? Oh, it looks like this kid is sunny side up. I'm like, what is sunny side up? This, What does that mean? I was Googling <laughs> everything, dude. Everything. Oh, looks like her... Is that mucus? What is mucus? What is mucus cap? What is this? Uh, looks like she's break. Her water's breaking. I'm like, I thought that would already happen. I was googling everything, but guess what, dude? It's all confidence. It's all confidence. That's what we need to get yeah, you it, it, with your drinks. It's nodding confidently while they're saying it, and then immediately turning it around and looking it up. And be like, what is that? What is that talking about? That's exactly what you need to do, and we can get you there. Yeah, um, but until we're able to do that, uh, do you want to just talk about the movie? Yeah, let's talk about the movie, man. So, continuing our decades theme, we are now in the 60s, and we went ahead and watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, starring Clint Eastwood. Um, We didn't discuss this beforehand. Do you want to do a spoiler versus non-spoiler, or do you want to just throw it all in together? Throw it all in together, dude. Okay, cool, cool. So, if you do not want to hear us talk about The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly for whatever reason, you can go ahead and skip to our next segment, our improv segment, which will start at this time code. Time code, 34 minutes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So if you are unfamiliar with this plot, I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis. Uh, The first half of the movie is uh, 
the good character, his name is Blondie, and the ugly character, whose name is Tuco, are basically running a scam together where uh, Tuco turns himself in, he gets a bounty, and Blondie turns in, turns him in, gets the reward money, and then saves Tuco from getting hanged, which would oh, be his punishment. Oh, time out, time out, time out. The medicine that speeds up contractions, Pitocin. Continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Blondie saves Tuco from getting hanged. His bounty gets raised and they do it again. So they're mm-hmm. exponentially increasing uh, their earnings by Blondie turning Tuco in, saving him from getting hanged, and then they do it again. Also in the most dangerous way possible. In the most dangerous way possible. Hey, we're going to let you get hanged. I'm going to shoot the rope every time. Yeah. And then the second half of the movie is, uh, it's it, it kind of set the precedent for the concept of like uh, somebody buried treasure one person has one half of the information the other person has the other half and they don't trust each other and so they're trying to find this goal together while not trying to trust each other and that's basically the gist of it yes now Um, when i explain that you might think oh you mentioned the good and the ugly who's the bad person well his name is angel eyes and he's in about seven minutes of this movie yeah his eyes are different He's not, he's no angel eyes though. He's very, I honestly thought like he was a little bit more handsome than Clint Eastwood. No, I'm obsessed with Clint Eastwood, dude. Not in general, but in this movie, he is gorgeous. He definitely had a vibe, he is, but I think he is so handsome. Um, angel eyes had more of like a Clark Gable aesthetic to him. A little bit. yeah. Uh, and so I just kind of liked him a little bit more. Aesthetically he was, speaking. He was probably more tall, dark, and handsome, but he had a little bit more of an exotic, like, yeah. little different look to him. But, like, Clint Eastwood in this time was just, like, a stud. Like, I would compare him to, like, today's Hemsworth. Yeah, totally. Like, just, like, basic beard, great hair, strong jawline in shape and he's like even more stoic doesn't say a lot just natural swagger i'm like this guy is so handsome it's ridiculous this movie in general doesn't say a lot this movie is two and a half hours long and you could probably fit all the dialogue in 90 minutes oh well it also doesn't help that there's no dialogue in the first 11 minutes yep yeah i definitely took that as a note like I understand it's supposed to build up tension, you know, this like all this like nonverbal communication. But when it happens at the very beginning of the movie, I'm just waiting for the actual movie part to start. Yeah, that's just kind of how my brain works is like, I understand that this is probably important, but nobody said anything and nothing really exciting has happened. So the for me, the movie doesn't start for like four minutes. Yeah. Also. I pa- at about six minutes in, I paused it and I looked at Macy. I'm like, let's make some predictions about this movie. Because at six minutes in, all you see is like close up shots of their face over and over and over and over again. And that happens throughout the entire movie. It's just like close up shots in their eyes, close up shots on their face, reaction shot, reaction shot, close up so- shots of their face. And I'll- it happens so much that at the end of this movie, you know what color every person's eyes are. Yeah. Every single person. You know exactly what color their eyes are. You've seen every reaction to their face, a million face shots, right? And then we're like, we know one thing about this movie. One, the music is going to be fire. And guess what? The music was awesome. 
The music was yes, awesome. Yes, it was. Two, yeah. there's going to be a lot of things about this movie that we didn't know were from this movie, and they were iconic from movies later. And guess what? A lot of things were iconic from this movie and got reused a million times. Also, yep. I realized every death scene is going to be painful to watch. Painful. It's not be- even just... Not even just death scenes, but anytime a gun goes off. Yeah. I'm like, it's going to be brutal. That, I think about like that first scene where Blondie is shooting Tuco down from the rope and then he shoots everybody's hats. <sighs> there were at least two or three hats that did not go the direction they were supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it was just a string tied to the top of the hat and someone off um, screen just like pulled it off. It was, And that yeah. also happens a couple times in the movie. People are shooting mm-hmm. hats left and right. I'm like, oh, yeah. There's a cra- the amount of gunsmanship shooting from the hip is ridiculous. Yeah, and like they do it a lot in the beginning of the movie. Like they do it two or three times within like ten minutes, and then they abandon the hat shooting for like two hours, and then they do it again. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> the shooting, the rope, the hat shooting. Also, in the first scene where the guy shoots like half the person's family. Um, yeah. Guy gets shot through the table, right? Yes. And then the reaction shot of you see the woman just dropping whatever's in her hand. I'm like, oh, paused it, rewound it. I'm like, let's watch this horrible thing again. <laughs> also, that whole scene, a million face shots. Close up on the face. Close up on the face. Read the eyes. A million face eyes. shots. Again, same thing. No one talks for ha- literally half of that scene. It's half of that noxious. scene is Angel Eyes walking in, sitting at the table, uninvited sits and starts eating uninvited someone else's dinner and they do that for like three minutes before he's like what name does jackson go under now i'm like did we really i mean like yeah there's a lot of anticipation but like holy crap guys it was obnoxious dude it was straight up obnoxious all the parts okay of the movie so that since we're, we're not mm-hmm. si- since we're on this topic of things taking too long um, since this is all spoilers, uh, sorry, at the very end of the movie, when they do the uh, traditional standoff that we all know and love, it took them four minutes to set that up. It, it was, was four minutes of of one person walking kind of around a circle, and then they all looked at each other for four minutes, and then they shot each other. And I'm like, this it is was all hilarious. great setup. It do, yeah, it was genuinely funny. Like, this took it way so too funny. long. And then immediately after, um, Blondie hangs Tuco, but like for real, so we think. Again, Tuco's on that rope for about four minutes before yeah. the next point of action happens. Like he's yelling at Blondie just like as he's riding into the distance for four minutes. Like, guys, do we need this much? It was hilarious. And the thing is, is it's so obvious that this is a spaghetti western. That this is what the Italians think America was like because it was so dramatic and obnoxious and overindulgent. And I'm like, also, how long did it take you to get used to the out of sync audio? I never did. I never did. because So I looked it up and you can confirm or deny if you also looked it up. But it's because a lot of those actors weren't native English speakers. Mm -hmm. So they would perform it in their natural language and then so and then like clint eastwood and like the direct not the director but like clint eastwood and some of the other english actors would go in and dub the actual lines so like clint eastwood probably voiced like two or three characters in this movie Mm -hmm. but also another thing i realized is they didn't sync the audio 
even when they were no. filming. So when Mm-mm. Clint Eastwood is talking, it ought to make sense because he speaks English and he's saying English lines. They didn't sync the audio. Hey guys, when you make a movie, do you know that that clapping sequence and it says um action or uh scene 3 Robert gets shot. Action. It syncs the video with the audio. They didn't do that in this movie. So even when it should line up, it doesn't. The first time I really noticed it was when Tuco was in was was cooking the uh, the potatoes and chicken after getting left in the desert. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's the first for me. It was the first time I noticed like really close up shots of his mouth moving, and I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't right. Like it made like when the rest of the gang came in, I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. You know, these are like tertiary characters who really cares. But then the fact that it kept happening with Tuco, I'm like, I don't know if I can watch this character. Dude, I was it was so obnoxious. Um, and I'm just like, guys, this movie is one of the most top-rated movies of all time. Not even of its time, of all time. It has an 8.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And if you're on IMDb a lot, you know how hard it is to get to an 8, let alone that high above an 8. And uh, it was not for the technical uh successes i'll tell you that much it just blows my mind the whole thing blew my mind um and i want to talk about one more long scene before we get into like sure. more nitty-gritty stuff is that mm-hmm. scene where tuco it's all it's always tuco i don't know why i paid so much attention to tuco but when tuco is in the gun shop and he walks around and he just robs this man for like 10 minutes and this man does nothing to stop nothing. him. nothing does nothing he, when dude when the whole time that was going down i'm like you're telling me you own a gun store and you don't carry hey dude if some if you own a gun shop right and it's the wild west so people are getting shot in the streets on the daily and a guy who is unarmed asked to see weapons don't give him the ammo to hold up your store like listen Alex and I have played a lot of GTA online. You go into the ammo shop in GTA and you accidentally pull out your pistol. You are dead on the ground in less than a second. You're getting blown away by an automatic shotgun. This guy could have showed a little bit of that energy. He gave him the weapon to hold him up and he knew it was happening. And then on top of getting free weapon, free ammo, he took his hat and took his money. And the old man just let it happen. And at the end, he put a sign in his mouth. That was what really got me. Is like when he's like 50, 100. I'm like, oh, is he like trying to negotiate the price of the gun or something? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and then he's like 200. It's all I have. I'm like, oh, no, you're just volunteering to give him money, I guess. It was obnoxious. It was, it was obnoxious. very frustrating. So uh, there were a, I, there were lots of this movie that I did enjoy. Um, something that really stood out to me was the makeup in this movie, specifically when it came to heat rash, like when Tuco, like when Tuco and Blondie are out in the desert for days at a time, like you see it, you know, their face is blistered. Their lips are incredibly chapped. Like 
it, it was actually really impressive just seeing like the textures on their skin from being out in the sun so long. Like I thought that was really cool. I, I, I also saw that. I'm like, this is the stage makeup or just makeup in general was the special effects makeup was incredible. However, there was a couple specific scenes, especially with the bad character, Angel Eyes, where the face makeup was awful. Like, <laughs> oh, my face is one color. My neck is another color. So as far as special <laughs> effects goes, bullet wounds, blood, in most parts, a couple times the blood was horrible. Heat rash noticeably, the lips, the skin. I'm like, oh, that's real. This is a great job, especially for the 70s or rather 1966. So I want to talk about you get pretty used to the pattern of this movie pretty quick. Once they start the journey for the gold, um, it becomes a very quick pattern of one person. Person one holds person two at gunpoint. Somehow person two escapes. Then person two holds person one at gunpoint and now they are in charge of the situation. And then person three enters and throws that whole uh, dichotomy into the wind. And then they do that about four times. Um, yeah, 100%. So like there was like when they're at the bridge where the two sides are fighting, it's like, oh, who's going to who's going to become in power this time? Oh, who's going to gain the trust this time? Who's going to lose the trust this time? Like it somehow became like, uh, like a syndicated TV show over the course of forty five minutes. The the cool thing about this though, is this is not a plot I've seen before. So I've never I've seen two people looking for gold, common goal, and then there's adversaries. However, these two people working together are also adversaries who will turn on each other in a heartbeat. And but there's also a relationship there. I've just never seen this plot before, so it, was, it is very nice to either see things done for the first time, knowing that when this movie did it, no one else had done it. But also, I'm like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. I have a pretty good idea because we've watched enough movies, we can pick up on patterns. Like, okay, this person's probably gonna live. Like, this main character's not about to die. There's still plot armor. There's still other dynamics. But there's no romance in this movie. There's not a whole women in general in this movie just don't exist. There's <laughs> one woman and she's at the very beginning. And then kind there's of. a second woman where Angel Eyes just got a little bit of information. He's going to a carriage and um, two girls about to get hanged. And he goes, they always have a guardian angel. And he's talking to a woman about that. And then you literally don't see another woman on screen, period. This is no women. There's no romance. There's none of that stuff. Um, yeah, give me the real version of this, cowards. The version where Blondie and Tuco have the romance we all knew they needed. It was it was interesting because after watching Gone with the Wind, Pride and Prejudice, and Sun Like a Hot, which are all have a romantic portion of it, if it's not even the main story, this I'm like, oh, this has got nothing. This is supposed to be a man's man's movie. And it was um, different. I was going to say refreshing. Yeah. But it's only refreshing because I didn't I didn't expect some stuff with the plot. But there's also huge parts where they just drop the ball. Like, okay, guys, it's been seven minutes. No one said anything. What's going on? Hey, yeah. we get it. He's stranded out in the desert. He's been out here for 20 minutes. Can we, can yeah, we move and, it along? And, and the way that, like, Tuco mocks him by, like, riding the horse next to him the whole time. Like, it was effective for a little bit. But then it just drew out the scene. Yeah. at the At one point, I'm like do you want him to live 
because you're following him. You're tormenting him. And you know he's going to die, right? Because there's no way he could live. Why wouldn't you just leave? That's what he did to you. Like, I just didn't get that. Um, But there were some really, there were some interesting action scenes. Like the one that I think is probably going to stick with me over the course of this whole movie is when Tuco shoots the guy through the bathtub. Oh. Uh, and he said, and he says he- that line that like, uh, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk about it. Yeah. I, I thought the line was kind of stupid, but just like having the gun in the bathtub with him, I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. There was a couple things. The thing is with these plots, not only are they Italian. Okay. So like, Spaghetti Westerns were super big because Italians really admired American cinema and they also admired the West. So a lot of these Italian directors, uh, this one was Sergio Leone, super famous, um, got a bunch of Italian actors to play Americans and kind of just like how American cinema was supposed to be. Unfortunately, the plots aren't always super fleshed out. So there's a, a couple plot holes that either I wasn't paying attention or they weren't addressed entirely. One of them was like Tugo was so famous as a fugitive that a guy noticed him off the street and then followed him to a room where he got shot because Tugo was armed in a bathtub. I'm like, wait, does he just know who this guy is? Another thing is Angel Eyes is a union uh, sergeant and we don't really understand how that happened. You know what I'm talking about? Because when Tugo and Blondie get captured, Right. Because they are posing as Confederate soldiers and they get uh, captured as prisoners of war by the Union Army, even though they're pretending. And Angel Eyes is waiting for them as a sergeant in the Union Army. And we because have we're no idea how that happened. Because we're introduced to Angel Eyes as uh, this like super cool gets anything done mercenary. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll do anything for the money. And he always finishes the job. Like, he's that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, but, and he'll tell you um, that right before he kills you. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you go from being a mercenary to being on the front lines as a union sergeant? You know, that through line. Unless he, like, killed a guy, like, killed the real sergeant and took his uniform and da-da-da-da-da. But, you know, that's just something that you could argue that's part of the mystery. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, I'm just like, but it's also just completely random. It's whatever. Also, we meet Tuco's brother. Yeah, we meet. Okay, so we learn a lot about Tuco in two minutes. Yeah. And it's never important again. We learn that he has a brother. We learn that his mom died nine years ago. We learn that after his mom died, he abandoned the family. We learn that his father died two days ago and that that father wanted Tuco at the death. And we learned that Tuco wasn't there for that. And then they leave the the monastery and it's never brought up again. Yeah. Tuco's also like, we were poverty. You had two choices. Become a priest or bandit. You chose one. I chose the other. Guess which one was harder. I'm like, okay, this exposition, two hours in the movie, a little much, guys. <laughs> little much. Let's slow also down. Just like that. Also, yeah. So I, um, I watched this movie on YouTube. It's free on YouTube with ads. So, of course, because it's on YouTube, there are YouTube comments. So, I'm just going to read one that completely contradicts our opinion of this movie. So many scenes where they just speak with their eyes. One of the best movies ever made. Yeah, Technically, they're correct. There are lots of scenes where they speak with their eyes. Kind of wish there were a few scenes where they spoke with their mouths, but that's neither here nor there. Also, I think you're supposed to speak with your eyes when you don't know English. So... (laughs) 
Um, uh, there was another one I wanted to. Okay. Um, I wanted to be Clint as a five-year-old watching this with dad wearing my bad beep gun and holster set. I always tossed the badge at my brother, then capped him. LOL. Great movie and memories. Rip dad. And thanks for having amazing taste. Whoa, that took a turn. <laughs> hey guys, I just want to let you know that this movie rocks. I have a lot of great movie. I have a lot of great memories about this movie. Also, my dad's freaking dead. <laughs> Dude, someone needs attention desperately. Desperately, I want to cry for help. Okay, and then there's this other one that's like Tuco, best character slash actor in this film. Homeboy Tuco didn't even play Tuco. <laughs> okay, yeah, accurate, dude. These comments are fire. <laughs> okay. annoying, there's a couple things that was annoying with this movie more than a couple things but i'm just gonna keep talking about yeah it. yeah let's get let's uh wrap this up so final thoughts eastwood rarely showed vulnerability i knew that he okay so this movie this movie is part of a trilogy right um and this was the last movie in the trilogy however on the timeline it's a prequel so it takes place before the, the two movies before it so you can kind of watch it independently Clint Eastwood must have had the best contract ever because he just <laughs> didn't want to act. <laughs> he was like, I know I'm stranded out in the desert. I'm showing no weakness. I'm hey, the coolest just for guy the record, ever. Hey, real quick, for the people that didn't know this was part of a trilogy, which I didn't until 15 seconds ago, the other two movies are A Fistful of Dollars and then For a Few Dollars More. Also, just for the record, if your trilogy is named A Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more, and then The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly kind of screwed up the naming convention there a little yeah. bit. Kind of dropped the ball at the air. Well, it's like uh, uh, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and they're like, oh, wait, the first movie was Batman Begins. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, um, he just like, he had so much swagger. It was just like, I'm too good for this movie. Yeah, he, he had he had points where it was super good acting, but I'm like, is this just is this the character? Is this who Blondie is, or is this this Eastwood being like, I just got paid, bro. You think <laughs> I'm gonna cry? I'm not shedding a tear. It's like those actors. I think like uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel both have in their contract that they can't lose a fight. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they think it's going to affect like how they get cast. So they, in their contracts, they can have a draw and they can win fights, but they cannot lose fights in their movies. And I'm like, Eastwood invented that. He goes, I'm not crying in these movies. I'm not going to ever run because I got swag. I'm not going to show I emotion. I have to win every gunfight. And some yeah, might even argue dude. at that point, he's not even acting. He's just kind of standing there and always winning. But, you know, that's a conversation for another time. This guy. Okay. I'm going to draw some comparisons that I have no business drawing, but that's why you came here, dude. He has affected women like Chris Evans has affected. Yeah, women. absolutely. Chris Evans came around and was like, he is sensitive. He is there. He is funny. He's masculine, but in the least toxic way possible. And now women expect that from men because he was in movies and he shows men that, hey, you can be the muscular guy in the room and super sensitive. Clint Eastwood is the reason many of our moms have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to be the most handsome man in the room. 
I'm not going to show you my emotions. I'm never going to cry. I don't rush for anyone. I'm not going to have any women in my movies. And you're just going to fall in love with me because I can protect you. <laughs> and they're like, good enough for me. Emotionally unavailable. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. Overall, um, had good bits. Uh, bad pacing, in my opinion. I'm probably not going to watch it again. If I do, it's not going to be here for a long time. I'm giving this a six and a half. Yeah. I think it's a good movie that you should watch with the parents. I think it's a very good film history. If you like film, you need to watch a spaghetti western, and this is probably the best one. Um, it's important to watch. I'm giving it a six and a half as well. Dude, that dude, we are three. We have three now. We are all We're, one. We almost have made our New Year's resolution. Also, IMDb rates this 8.8 out of 10. So <laughs> They're so wrong. A lot of dads on okay. this. Okay. Before we welcome back our non-movie listeners, do you want to give like one sentence reviews and scores for the movies you were not here for? Uh, We'll get to that later, man. <laughs> is that <laughs> Why is that? You'll see. Hey, first of all, okay. no one tells me what to do. Okay. Okay. Now you, not my wife, not my kid, not my parents. Nobody tells me what to do. Well, your kid can't tell anyone what to do because your kid can't tell. So. Well, the kid cries. I'm like, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> Yikes. Well, okay. Um. Yeah. CPS. Yeah. Okay. They're on their way. All right. Sweet. CPS. I'm UPS and my kid wherever i want anyway uh do you want to move on to the next segment before the government shows up hey i'm back guys which means this next segment's probably gonna be better than the last two and the segment after that also better than the last two podcasts and the segment after that also better i'm back which means the podcast is good again skip the (laughs) movie don't skip the movie either way you're gonna be entertained all right so Greg's this like, improv segment. Anyway, so this improv segment is—I don't really have a name for it because it's—I uh, basically just want us to do improv scenes. But in order for us okay. to get our prompts, is there's this website called Incorrect Quotes Generator, and you can enter how many people are in this quote, and you can name the people. So that's what I've done, and so that's how we're going to start our scenes. Is I'm going to send you a message in the chat. And that's and this is okay. how we're gonna start the scene, and we'll just keep it going from there. That's a great quote, dude. Yeah, that's the begin. So this is the beginning of our scene. Okay, hey guys, just so you know, Craig actually did a good job this time. <laughs> okay, I can explain. Can you? If you give me thirty seconds to think of a lie, I can. Listen here, I don't know what you did, but you need to tell me the truth. Right now. Okay. What you got to understand is I didn't know the kid was coming so now-ish. Uh, so I might have set up some preparations and I wasn't quite done. I know you know. I know that you know how important this moment is to me. How important this moment is to my family. My extended relatives. Everyone was looking to me to stay strong for this moment. You can't come in with surprises, with preps, without running them by me. This is not your family, your life to intrude on. 
okay, okay, I totally understand. The hammer and sickle was too far. It was too far. I thought, you know, that you were kind of on board with this, but like I understand, crossed a boundary that time. First of all, you know, hammer and sickle never been my thing. If you're going to do something, make it a swastika, okay? Make it, I don't know, a Redskins helmet. But I am so firmly against sickle, hammer, all that Russian Soviet nonsense. Don't ever, ever bring that into my house again. Okay. Okay. So I am going to take, do you want me to leave the hammer or the sickle behind? Because like, I understand, like, you know, you might be moving soon. So like, you might need the tools for like practical work. Like, do you just want them as, like, I can wrap them in separate boxes. So they are Dish like the hammer. The sim- Don't want the hammer. Okay. The sickle, I ran out of scissors, and someone needs a haircut, so I'll keep that. Okay, okay. Um, Do you want the Olive Garden gift card? That was kind of the second. I didn't get to that part. I don't. still want that? We're, here's the thing. I'm, ah, these are good questions. I'm, I'm leaning more towards Axie's powers. So Olive Garden, having that little Italian flair, I'm, I'm here for. Um, (laughs) It's the Russian notes that are really messing things up for me. So I'll take the Olive Garden next time. Make it authentic. Okay. 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 Uh, That makes sense. That makes sense. I am now backing out of your house very slowly. And then I'm running away. Thank you. Bye. And scene. Yeah. All right. man. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to regret, you know, swastikas and all this stuff. Here's the thing. I was definitely, while you were doing your first monologue, I'm like, I could, I know I want there to be symbolism and I want it to be symbolism that's going to strike him bad. Swastika is a little too far for me, Listen, but I definitely I almost, thought about it for like 30 stuff, seconds. I'm like, I should probably say something else. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll tone it down with the Redskins helmet still a little hard. And then immediately my mind went to Jim Crow and all that stuff. And I'm like, nah, we should leave <laughs> out the hoods. Like, We'll save that for later. Okay, I sent you the next quote. Oh, good grief. Okay. Three words. Say them, and I'm yours. Three words. Check your fly. Um, It's been down the whole time. You're embarrassing me at my own wedding, Alex. First of all, you know your boy's got a hog, man. I'm out here. Okay. I never say got- that at my wedding. This is the only time we're going to be at my wedding. First Please, all, let's not talk about first that of here. All, you gave me the mic. Okay. Best man's got to speak. Okay. I got six minutes uninterrupted no, time. No, no, no. Let's talk about this. What's up, people? No, you were going to get. Your boy got okay, a hog. Hey, Check me out. Okay, um, hey. Hey. No, he hey. took it from the DJ. So Craig His and I met. Right? Until later. Craig and I met. You'll never believe where? Girls' bathroom. Turns out. Okay. Not true. Girls nursing there, bro. Boobies hmm. everywhere. <laughs> Word. Okay, that's not technically how we met. That was like our third or fourth encounter. It was just a weird coincidence of happenstance. Okay? And even better, I like I need to we were in the handicap stall, boy. And guess what? Girl came rolling up, if you know what I mean. Knocked on the door. <laughs> we said, Bizay. And he, though he said it exactly in that voice, which was kind of the worst part. And I know that it sounds like, how can that be the worst part? But like, trust me. And she said, "Are you guys in here? We're in the girls' bathroom." And I said, "Well, I identify as the realist." And she said, "True that." And she rolled right out. 
<laughs> she rolled right out and gave us both fist bumps on the way. And she said, what are you guys here for? I said, you already know. And she goes, word. And she rolled out. And we and both then, did a line of coke lady, and what strolled out of the locker room. In this scene, what do you want your wife's name to be? Kelly. I'll never forget when Craig met Kelly. She had just taken her top off, was feeding her second kid. <laughs> Her then husband was outside holding her purse. And Craig was like, boy, get a load of damn nipples. And I said, is it normal for them to be two different colors? Okay, okay. Said, who let no who let who opened the bar for Alex before I told you not to open the bar for Alex? I said, open it for everyone but Alex. And hey, this is exactly what was going to happen. Hey, guess what oh, happened? Yeah. Exactly what I was trying to avoid. All right. All right. Hey, phone number. So I'm canceled. on the back of all your programs. Hit your boy up. Craig, Kelly. We didn't hand out programs. One. I don't know what you wrote it on, but they were not programs. And guess what? Little spoiler alert for all your parents out there. Kelly's already pregnant. What? Oh, my God. Deuces. I'm out. Mic drop. So um, the police will be here any second, and we're just going to reschedule the wedding. Drake's on and me! And, and chances are, most of you aren't going to be there. Shots! I'm so... Shots! Shots! DJ, turn it up! DJ, just do what he says. Insane. <laughs> oh, the audience man, missed me, bro. I'm really considering uh, getting a new best man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That was awesome. Um, all right. Let's do one more. Sweet. It is coming your way now. Okay. I'm reading. I'm not going to read ahead. I'm just going to say it. Okay. This is such a bad idea. Then why are you coming along? One of us need to be able to talk to the cops out of arresting us when this inevitably goes wrong. Okay, there's no way that breaking into a high school that we went to seven years ago is going to go wrong. Yeah, well, when they find out that we're, I don't know, taking out all the light bulbs, someone's going to be upset. Okay, but what you don't understand is that we're doing this for a good cause, all right? No one has been in this school for what? a year we don't know when they're gonna come back so what i'm doing is what we need to do is we need to get rid of all the light bulbs so that way there isn't that residual electrical charge all right so that way electricity isn't going where it's not being used okay we're saving the planet here alex listen bro if we want to save the planet we'd i don't know i might be too bad to say but i'm going with it anyway because improv we're gassing the students because if I've learned anything, it's that. Okay. Hey, time out real quick. What is, what is, hey, real quick, time out. What is your definition of gassing? I think we have two different <laughs> definitions of what gassing is. I think you know what I mean. Actually, I really don't know what you mean. I actually don't know what you mean. I reference 15 minutes ago. Maybe not even. I think you know where I'm going with this. All right, so I need a new lookout partner. Is Andrew available? <laughs> you bring me along to steal light bulbs. I'm out here trying to guess students. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna talk hey. to you out of getting arrested. Hey, okay, just for the just for our sakes, let's never use the term "gas the students" 
ever again. Can we can we agree? We can continue Listen, on with this mission as long Hear as we agree to not say that phrase. Hear me out. Here's the thing. People are causing climate change. We all know yes. there's an overpopulation. We also know that shipping, cruise ships, and just Atlantic Pacific shipping routes are the cause of most of the pollution. If we take out the people that need shipping, that go on cruise ships, that, I don't know, contribute to the greenhouse gases for driving, we are saving the planet. Okay. I. It doesn't sound like you're a that, radical hey, man. You're all about um, these light, light bulbs. Bigger picture. Bigger picture. Okay. I un- Okay. So what you're saying is we need to become ecological radicalists. By killing children? Yes. But hear me out. We're not going to be racist about it. Okay. I wasn't. I didn't know that that needed a clarification. Well, but... a lot of people get this misnomer about gas. They think Jews. That was a horrible thing. That should never have been done. I do not. Yeah. And some might even argue that we tragedy. shouldn't be talking about it right now. But I guess we're in here anyway. It's, it is a tragedy. What the Nazis should have did was okay. randomly um, select people. Why has it got to be about race? Everyone, I don't see color, okay? Okay, so the problem, so what you're saying, the problem with the Third Reich was not that they killed six million people, but they killed six million of one Yeah, race. dude, that's and, just racist. Well, yeah, you're right. Listen, hit the nail dude, on the they head were that coming time. after Jews, people who were gay. Dude, that's wrong. Kill people equally. Let's not discriminate, bro. I'm, you know, dude, here's the thing. Let's save the planet and get rid of racism at the same time. You know, when you put it like that, how can I say no? Cox gun. <laughs> Beautiful. And scene. Cox. Uh, what's the opposite of an oxygen tank? Uh, carbon monoxide tank? I don't know. We're going to end with your well, part. Okay, Leave mine in, cool. though, so people know I'm stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, that was um, incorrect quotes improv. Um, that was and it was it was done lot. beautifully. All right, Alex, I hear tell that you have the middle segment. The middle segment is called the rehash, aka show notes. And what it is is I was gone for two episodes, and guess what? Those episodes were whack. And I'm gonna tell you what was wrong about them, what we can do better, and how those podcasts should have went. Okay. Because guess what? I listened to them. No one's going to kick me off my own show and try and replace me with subpar guests. And we're going to start off with the Pride and Prejudice episode with Kayla, a.k.a. Charlie. First things first, the whole I'm Kayla Rose, a.k.a. Kayla Rose. Hey, that's my thing, dude. Don't go stealing. That was kind of the point. Hey, first of all, don't do it. It's my bit. Get your own bit. Second thing, then I have bad news for the episode that's coming out two weeks from now. Hey, guess what? (laughs) Run it by me. Second thing with this podcast. Hey, Craig, next time, if you're going to get a guest on the podcast, run it by me first. I don't even know this girl's real name until she was on the podcast. I literally Charlie, bro. We've talked about her name. We've talked about her name consistently for six months. Listen, listen, Also, next time you get a person on the podcast, make sure they don't. I don't know, agree with everything you say. It was boring. The, I think this show was misogynistic. 
I hate that this focus so much about capitalism. I agree. This so is so misogynistic. I hate that they said this about women. Yo, bro, take a stance. That's not the same. I hate that this show is so misogynistic. Well, I thought those women were bombshells. That's what should have been said. And it wasn't. And as a matter of fact, the women were bombshells, bro. There were some girls in this movie. I'm like, dead now, but they can get it. You know? Misogynistic? Yeah, maybe. But the dialogue was, I don't know, fire? Boring. Awesome, dude. It was savage. These women were hitting back hard. And I'm like, it's not misogynistic. If when a guy says something, I don't know, a little sexist, she comes back and makes him wish he was never born. That I was there for it, bro. I'm 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 all for the roast. Okay. okay I love um, it. I'm, okay. Okay. Also, I'll give you a portion to rebuttal at the end, but obviously I've made amazing points so far, so you have nothing to say. You guys focused on the misogynistic portion of this movie for way too long. As a matter of fact, this movie is actually great. You're like, I want I wish you'd have watched the newer one. This movie's good, dude. It was good. And you want to know what my rating was? 7.6. Higher than the good, the bad, the ugly. By a bit. I would watch this movie again. A thing you got to realize with these old movies, they're of its time. I'm not going to expect these movies to be progressive. But I also don't look at, I don't know, Wizard of Oz and be like, wow, they got a bunch of little people in this movie. That's kind of messed up. No, bro. Hey, it's the 30s. We're going to find little people to play munchkins. It's of the time. If in a racist movie they use black people and they treat them horribly, it's of the time. It's messed up. You go into it knowing it's messed up. And then we move on. That being said, let's talk about the segments. How the Marvel theories made it past the drawing board is beyond me. Okay. <clears throat> it made it past the drawing board because I was super proud of the name. And uh, the name got no reaction. I was kind of riding that bit. I thought the name MCUTI was incredibly hilarious. The UTI part, I heard MCUTI and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then you said Marvel Cinematic, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, that did not hit. And then we were just stuck talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe and a show that I haven't watched. Second, oh, do you have anything to rebuttal so far? Yeah, I have a lot. First, okay. you don't get to decide what is and isn't misogynistic. I want to make that clear First of right all, up front. I recognize it's misogynistic. I'm also saying, I don't care. You know? It's kind of like but when someone are you says, telling me that, if well, a that movie... was racist. I'm like, well, yeah, it was also in the 40s. It's going to be racist. And then we move but on. Are, but are you not telling me that if a movie was overtly racist consistently throughout the whole movie, that would be a little distracting, if not kind of ruin the movie for you? No, I mean, Gone with the Wind was it's pretty racist. It could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. But I'm also like, also Django's overtly racist. It's also racist on purpose. But there's also, it's like, it's one of those things I'm like, if it's an old movie, they're probably going to say the N-word. Or they're probably going to say things like uh, Negro a lot. Or Blackie a lot. And I'm going to be like, well, let's look at this at a cinematic element. It was made in the 50s. Interracial marriage was still illegal. You would get hanged for stuff like that. They were still hanging people because it's messed up. There's nothing we can do about it. 
Let's watch the movie. I mean, we can still discuss it. We can discuss like it. I'm just saying, don't make yeah. it a part of the, don't make it a huge part of the podcast. Because guess what? We have a lot of misogynistic viewers. And I don't want to lose their viewership. <laughs> I don't want to lose their viewership. Which brings me to some like a hot with Andrew. He says some. He says, uh, oh, at the end you said, hey, do you want to do you want to promote anything? He goes, yeah, I got my second round of vaccines. Don't tell people you're getting vaccinated. We're going to lose our anti-vaxxers. That's like half of our audience. <laughs> what are you doing? Also, he said second round of, and then pause. I thought he was going to say chemotherapy. Andrew's <laughs> got cancer. <laughs> what a way to find out. He's telling people on the podcast. <laughs> so, something like a hot with Andrew. First of all, I was I was looking forward to this episode. I know Andrew way better than I know Charlie. First of all, I know Andrew's real name. Okay? Very funny. You've said Kayla's real name three times in this podcast. You do yeah, not get to write that bit anymore. It's in my notes. It's a bit. Obviously, what I'm saying isn't real. Also, kind of real. Hey, real really quick. Real. What's up? I'm surprised you haven't come at me for coming at you yet. Oh, I'm getting to it, bro. Okay, just wanted to make I'm sure. I'm getting to it. You know what? Let's, let's, let's round back. Because I'm going to come at you twice. Pride and Prejudice, you said things like, um, when we come back from the movie, Alex really downplays our movie and short sells us because he says, well, you didn't miss much. And then you proceeded to go in on me. Hey, next time you go in on me, make it hurt, bro. I wasn't there. You could have said I'm something crazy. I'm your friend and I don't like hurting you. you didn't you. say anything. I was so upset. I'm like, I'm not even upset. I'm upset that I wasn't upset. You should have made me feel bad. But instead, I'm over here like, it sounds like he likes me. It's just, this yeah, is like what, what you a do. Shocker. And I hated it. You, ha- I hated it. Because you're like, is there anything bad you want to say about Alex? And she didn't know what to say. And you're like, well, he always short sells our side of the podcast. And guess what? He's probably not even listening. And if you are listening, you know what? Macy's probably listening. Hey, Macy, you tell Alex. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like, I am listening, waiting for something bad. Nothing happened. Come at me, bro. Or don't come at all. I tell that to Macy all the time. Next. We're keeping that in. Some like a hot with Andrew. He made a very good point. He, he, you gave him a chance to come at me and he said, you know, nine times out of 10, Alex is very kind and he has a pretty good take on stuff. The one in 10 times, he just doubles down on a bad take facts. I just want to point out that was a good point. Andrew was also surprisingly funny because we mentioned that he was a sponsor and he ran with this little bit for people noticing him asking for his username and password. That was also pretty funny. I also really liked the segment where you guys were sharks and you had no idea who the sharks were in real life or what Cubans sound like in real life. Personal favorite. I like that a lot. My favorite bits were the bits where you had no idea what you're doing. That being said, don't ever let a guest prepare, prepare a bit that you did not know was coming because Andrew's magic bit skipped it. Also, I know it just came at you a little bit, Andrew. I would like to say thank you for saying St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And how this movie was kind of an ode to that in that little reference. Um, Craig is stupid for not catching that. And I was thinking that the entire movie segment. So thank you for bringing that up. Also, you said something, Craig, in this, in the improv segment that I loved. And I would like to get on a t-shirt. You said, I like the phrase. Oh, I, you said slightly uncomfortable age gap. And if we could put <laughs> S-U-A-G on a shirt and have people ask what that means i would buy it we would um, always have to make sure to wear it when we're with a significant other 
or something. So yeah. that way they can look at us, look at our significant other, and ask, like, well, then what's what's the age gap? It's funnier <laughs> if there isn't an uncomfortable age gap. Like, you and Macy are, like, eight days apart in terms of age. Seven, but and yes. And if you wore that... If you wore that shirt next to her and it's like, oh, yeah, we have a slightly uncomfortable age gap. And you're like, how she doesn't you don't look what? Yeah, that's what we got to strive for. It'd with be that good. Shirt. So I really like that you said that you guys were talking about. Um, I think you were describing movies and you had to build on each other's movies or they had to, you had to pitch stuff. And you were talking about yeah. action hero, action hero, slightly uncomfortable age gap. Loved it. Keep it in. Um, I mean, you did. Podcast is already out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine if you pulled the podcast, <laughs> cut that part out, and put it back out? And everyone was like, what is he talking about? All in all, that podcast was okay. The takes on the movie were all right. I liked it. You guys talked a little bit about how it was homophobic, transphobic. Not really transphobic, but really homophobic. I'm like, here we go again. Trying to make people like us. Let's not. Yeah. I want people Alex, to hate us. And um, And I think that's really the dichotomy of the show and what i have to wrestle with every single day is how much am i willing to let people hate you and still like me you know that's kind of the that's kind of the the game i play every single day of my life is i want to make sure that people still hate you enough to where i still shine bright in comparison and i have to make sure to like kind of like walk that needle every like every time we make a new podcast i'm like got to make sure that like maybe i'm not the funnier one but i am the one that like people trust more well people won't be burning crosses outside of your house so that's always a plus yeah. uh two more things um you guys watched some like a hot with marilyn monroe and didn't discuss her attractiveness at all kind of messed up <laughs> yeah yeah kind of wild how uh we can see a woman perform in a movie and not necessarily discuss her physical attractiveness. Marilyn Monroe, we have never watched another movie on this podcast, or period. She is known for being, I don't know, a dime piece. Thick. And we didn't talk about her at all. It's even, it's part of the movie. Everyone talks about how attractive she is. Everyone's losing their mind when she's around, and we didn't talk about it at all. So, hey, we're going to have to fix that in the future. And then, finally, I would like to talk about the funniest bit and the last two podcasts. And it's when you and Andrew are discussing the underbite character. And so, oh my God. <laughs> I laughed out loud. <laughs> but, but that's exactly what he sounds like, right? When you said, like, at that point, apparently, not- this guy went to Harvard. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. I'm going to listen. I'm going to cut that and. Keep it as a sound bite. That was okay. amazing. And so, overall, I gave this movie a 7.6. Yeah. Um, you know, it's okay. <clears throat> and like, I gave it a pretty similar rating, I think. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, yeah. Some Like It Hot was just like a genuinely funny movie. Yeah, um, it was hilarious. And I talked about this with Kayla, but you know, uh, the movies that we watch have been just been like, I, I, I we're pro- we plan on doing decades again next year, mm-hmm. so I think the plan for next year is to like, at least personally, we've covered how like these movies suck, um, like how there's a checklist of uh 
problematic in each movie. Like, oh, this one's racist. This one's misogynistic. This one's homophobic. Yeah. I think now that now that we get that, uh, now that we've discussed it enough, that we can go and do more decades movies with kind of that understanding built yeah, into it. Yeah, just be like, um, there just needs to be a little disclaimer. Be like, hey, by the way, we know this, this, and this. We're not going to discuss it. We talked about it in a couple episodes. Well, we talked last year in our episodes. We're moving on. We get it. Yeah. Know I, that I, we I are think, not ignoring it. And then we can. I think it. that is the best way to acknowledge it, but not let it like take up the most of our time yes. so you know this year had to kind of take had to take that bullet for and i'm glad i wasn't here for it because i would have <laughs> yeah, fought same. you to the nail <laughs> to take that out um overall dialogue in both movies were fire i think you should have defended it more um uh, and i didn't even i didn't even need to be gone for those two weeks my kid wasn't born yet i'm doing this podcast and my kid is two days old what am i doing craig are you ready for the one hit wonder I am ready for the one-hit wonder. I came up with this one at 3 o'clock at night holding my child in my hands. It's called Podcast Frequency, where you and I are going to give each other three events, and we have to choose between experience it every day, never, or only when you get me in the mood. It's kind of like uh, yeah, Mary I, I get it, I get F, it. but like as far as frequency is concerned. So, for an example, this is for you. Pooping, you going to the bathroom to take a 30-minute poop. Number two is going to be sneezing with your eyes open. And three is going to be putting your shoes on the wrong foot. Every day, never, or only when you get me in the mood. Never sneeze with my eyes open. Poop every day, shoes on the wrong feet when you get me in the mood. Okay, because here's the thing. When yes. it comes, when I hear the word every day, I think of once every day. And if I can, if I can cut back to just pooping once every day, that will be a drastic improvement, and my time will be so much more productive throughout the course of my day. It's once every day um, for thirty minutes, though. Listen, I can schedule that. Okay. I can schedule that. Sure. Um. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for getting me in the mood. Um. Excuse me while I get my shoes to put them on the wrong feet. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be really into like hiking foreplay or whatever. <laughs> or I think you mean role play, but yes. Or both. Um hiking for you know what? Yeah. Hey, we gotta go for a hike. I wanna get turned <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh how often do you guys uh you know, as a newly married couple, you know, like you know, the stereotype is like once you get married the sex life dies. Like so like like what's that been like for you? Oh, well, we're not really able to do it that much because the trails are like thirty miles away and we have to get in the car and you know, it's a super public place, so that's something that we have to worry about too. It's it's just a right, big right, right. mess. Logistically a nightmare. So with your three scenarios are puncturing your finger uh all the way through uh no uh just, just to draw uh, blood yeah just to draw blood okay like a enough like a diabetic getting their blood sugar um wow first of all we're not allowed to say that anymore what yes we are <laughs> no i'm pretty sure they don't want to be called that but continue freaking racist <laughs> um the second one is falling out of a chair Okay. And the third one is getting your hair cut. Ooh, haircut every day. Oh, puncture my finger. Never fall out of a chair only when you get me in the mood. Uh, first of all, my hands are now bulletproof. 
That's what awesome. does that even mean? That means oh, okay. I can't draw blood from my hands. My fingers <laughs> cannot be punctured. So guess what? Is, Your boy's Superman. Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? This is one of the rejected characters from Project Power. Where only my fingers are bulletproof. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to catch bullets. I'm putting them in front of my face, trying to trying to stop headshots. You're like Wonder Woman's bracelets, but somehow even worse. Yeah, I'm like constantly voguing. Yeah. Um, everyday haircuts. First of all, haircuts are an aesthetic and they're awesome. And I would love that. Um, Macy would have to learn how to cut hair because that's a lot of money. <laughs> yep. Um, and falling out of chair only when you get in the mood. Fire. What a nonchalant way to tell people you're turned on. Yeah. Want to do one more each? Let's do it. Um, your three scenarios is going to be um, throwing up. Oh, I had a good one. Hey, I just want to say while you're thinking about this, um, I finished my drink like right before the improv segment started. So uh, I'm just kind of in a mood now. It feels good, though, um, doesn't it? That's what I yeah. drink during the podcast. It loosens you up, frees you. Um, I already forgot what the first one was. Throwing up, right? Throwing up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, getting blitzed. Drunk off your butt. And then the last one is going to be doing a handstand. Handstand once a day. Throwing up when you get me in the mood. (laughs) And um, getting blitzed never. You're never going to be. You'll you'll get Uh, drunk, but you're never going to. I mean, it'll never be. I'm trying to figure out where blitz, where drunk ends and blitz starts. You'll never black out for sure. Yeah, because that's above blitz. That's definitely above blitz. Personally. You'll never throw up, but you only throw up when you get in the mood. So it won't be a dr- it won't be drunk related. I think we just, I, I think we determined that I think we determined that blitzed was when you start like slurring your words and whatnot. I feel like that would happen when you're drunk. We did, I think okay, oh we, I think blitzed okay. is when you can't get undrunk under twenty four hours. Blitz is when you wake up the next day drunk. Blitz <laughs> okay, is when okay. you get blitzed. You okay. can't yes. sober up hey, hey. that night. I never have done that, and I do not intend on doing that. So yeah, I'm okay with never doing that. All right, pick your poison. Um, I'll allow it. That's fine. All right, your final set of scenarios is. Yep. Run a competitive mile. What does that mean? Against other people or at a competitive Mm -hmm. speed? Against other people. Okay. Like like in this scenario, it's already set up for you. You just like every day or like however often you do it, there's already a track and meet set up for you. Like you wouldn't have to do any of the legwork. And if I I say never, could I run a competitive two miles? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. Sweet. Sounds Um, good. All right, so there's that, and then um, repaint the biggest room in your house. I already know what that one is. Okay, next. (laughs) And um, your final scenario is driving in a circle for 15 minutes. Okay. Um, I'm never repainting a room in my house. First of all, I hate (laughs) painting. I hate it. So that's a never. I'll run the competitive mile. Every day, and that's gonna suck. That's gonna toned. suck, but I'm gonna be in great shape. 
Because a competitive mile for me is going to be f- five minutes or less. Yeah, because like if if every if all the logistical stuff is set up for you, it's you know it's a ten minute procedure. Yeah, I mean I'll be fast and I'll get faster, so that period of time will get shorter and shorter and shorter, and I'll be in great shape if I have to do it every day. Um, and it's already set up, so I literally just got to get dressed and go out there and do it. So yeah. I'm doing that every day. That's good for my health until I'm like 80 and I'm like, oh, this is going to kill me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, please. Is today the day? <laughs> I imagine if you ever break your foot and you have to get on one of those like carts or whatever. So you just kind of like have to push I mean, yourself I mean crutches, with your other leg. Just going yeah. as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> and then I guess um, when you get me in the mood, I got to go outside and do some donuts. <laughs> Fire. Love it. Um, Is your like parking lot area like big enough to drive in a circle <laughs> or it, do donuts the parking lot is a big circle okay so, fair enough fair so enough. i could i might do that i might just turn on some tunes or i don't know take the girl for a ride or something like that okay all right well that concludes uh podcast frequency yeah thank you very much for joining us on our uh reuniting of hosts next week we are watching a clockwork orange uh, it's on Netflix and HBO Max, and it will conclude our decades month. Oh, I do have another thing to say. Um, I'm jumping back a little bit to our, our middle segment. Andrew said, uh, what did we said? Uh, dang cool. You called him out on it. You said dang way too many times. Hey, I'm not saying we need to let Andrew swear, but we, let's bleep him so he doesn't sound like an idiot, okay? Okay, he did he swear dang once cool. and I had to cut we it out. Just, we should have just bleeped dang. Because after watching that, I'm like, how did I lose respect for this guy when he's trying to do right by our podcast? He's trying to he's trying to keep it family friendly, but I'm like, you just sound dumb. And Craig should have hooked you up and made you sound cool by swearing. So, Andrew... I'm putting that one on Craig. Okay. Next time Andrew's on and he says dang four times in a row, I will censor each and every one of them. Yeah. 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 Make the audience assume the worst. Yeah. Um, follow us at permanent good. A new month is about to come around. So a new schedule movie schedule will come around. Uh, you can follow me personally at permanent handle. Uh, hit me up at Alex, the goods on all social medias. G double O D E S. Um, Yeah. Listen, we are both new men now. You know, I feel like we've both been equally changed by the birth of your kid. Um, and we're both going to have like, you know, real drastic changes in our lives. That's going to affect us both equally. Wouldn't you say? What ha- what happened in your life? My kid happened. Is that what you're saying? My kid happened to you yeah. or mm-hmm. when my kid was yeah, born, you, no. something else happened to you at the same time. No, I'm saying your kid is going to impact me as much as it is impacting you. I mean, probably. And Everyone probably knows I have even st- more. I have, I have step stepdad behavior, so yeah, I'll be there. So part, I'm a let's be honest. Dad, what I'm let's be honest. I'm probably going to be raising this kid within the calendar year. Yeah, probably. Um, also, <laughs> we've already scheduled going over to your house twice this summer because the kid wants a pool, oh, and I'm okay. like, well, okay. this out. dad's not going to get it for you, so okay. you better take time it up out. with Uncle Craig. <laughs> We definitely needed to talk about this because I've also scheduled two times to go see you because of the kid. It's gonna so. be, we're just going to switch houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to come into my house and just be like, I see you got a lot of cereal here. 
uh, and get some breast milk in the fridge. And we'd be like, help yourself. I'm at your house. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you like, hey, your door was unlocked. Why did you drive to Virginia with your door unlocked? Yeah, it's going to be fire. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. I know you missed me. I missed you. Uh, I know our guests, they're not me, but we gave them a shot, man. Give him a shot. And Kayla, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. And you just heard Alex roast you for ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, I thank you for volunteering Here's the to thing. do this. If she comes back on, she's gonna come with some fire, bro. I gave her ammunition to come at me. So essentially I raised okay. the Here's stakes. the thing. Okay. Let's make this podcast official. Okay. I because Ka- Kayla and I both hated Pride and Prejudice, I want the three of us. To all watch the Kieran Knightley Pride and Prejudice, probably in like September or something, and and then we can you can roast her to her face. I don't want to watch the Kieran Knightley Pride and Prejudice. We can pick another. Uh, we we'll let her pick a movie. We have a guest coming up on our podcast who picked the movie, and she picked a really good movie. Maybe we'll have Charlie come on, and she'll pick the movie, and I'll make sure to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay how do and you feel about the movie how do you feel about that stephen hawking movie theory of everything i'm gonna tell you right now she's gonna choose theory of everything so watch it now and so and hate it now so that way you have months to stew over how much you hate it yeah okay sounds good um we'll get her on, we'll get her on the podcast and i'll write some roast jokes okay um Thank you for listening. My name is Craig Wills, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good, a.k.a. the originator of the a.k.a. Um, so don't at me. I mean, I went first. I, I was the one that a- had to yeah, clarify. Yeah, we get it. I have a bit. Craig Wells. Also, shout out Andrew for not stealing my bit. Again, this guest that we're having on does the exact same thing. And we recorded hers first. Yeah, but also we had, how do you say, rapport. Let's wrap Have up this fun, podcast. What are we still doing? Be Drag safe life. and make good choices. Hey, you know what? Tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces.